0: The Jackets are going to need somebody from somewhere to step up if they're going to return back to the playoffs. Who will be the X factor on this upcoming CBJ team? That's today on Locked on Blue Jackets.
1: Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Haushorn. With me is my co-host, as always, Jay Foster. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get going, we want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day, maybe your first listen of the week. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube and the SiriusXM app. Jay, uh, we thought we'd have a fun one to start the week, right? You know, just a little, not really a competition. You know, it's our show. We make the rules here. But, uh, you know, both of us are pretty prideful in our our knowledge of the Blue Jackets. So uh, I'm I'm sure we're both going to bring the heat in this discussion. But uh, it's definitely a fun one because we're talking about the X factor on this team, this upcoming season. And there's so many candidates. We've talked about doing this episode for a while. And I've just had lists of guys that could you know this guy could step up if this guy stepped up then oh my gosh like they like so many areas this team needs to be better in but there's are certain areas that they also really need to get good in and so I'm just very excited to get into this conversation um with you guys today but Jay let me just ask you this what what, what is an x factor in your mind like what how are we going to define what this player is what do they need to do For me, just real quickly, I think the X factor has to be someone that you can't make the playoffs without. Okay, so like instantly, like I kind of eliminate some of the big name stars in this case because, yeah, you know, the Blue Jackets probably can't make the playoffs without Johnny Gaudreau. But also we see that thing all the time where an injured, where a big star gets hurt and teams just rally around for some reason, sometimes play better. So I think we're going to cross off like maybe some of the big-name guys, unless you have a legit argument as to why we can't make the playoffs without that guy. I think that will be fun to hear that side of it as well. So maybe I'm completely wrong on that. But what is an X-Factor to you?
1: Yeah, that's kind of – I mean, I I don't think the Blue Jackets make the playoffs without Johnny Goodrow. I'm going to put that out (laughs) there. He's not my choice for X-Factor because I kind of had a similar-ish – thought process of like Johnny Gaudreau is unquestionably the best player on this team, you know, like far and away, but we expect that. I'm not going to be surprised if Johnny Gaudreau comes out this season and has a hundred points, you know? So I was kind of like, right, who am I expecting to step up this season? Who am I expecting to have a big season and who do I think is going to be um, who do I think is going to be kind of an underrated MVP for this team? And so I have a couple, couple options to, to, yes. to bring up. And we'll see if you choose one of them, then I'll choose the other. And if not, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. But that's kind of where I'm starting is taking a step up or taking a step forward from last season and being a big part of this team.
0: Yeah, that's a good point too. You're right. I mean, Johnny Gaudreau gets injured before the year, and just call the season over. I mean, it's not even worth watching. He's he's the reason why we're at where we're at. I think you, I think you're right. You just helped me get to a better place with this definition there. X factor is kind of X is like the smallest part of the like it's it, you don't really notice it in the equation unless you're looking for it, right? Like we know Johnny Gaudreau is there, we know Patrick Laine is there, we know Zachary is there, but who's the actual catalyst to making this team? take that jump back to the playoffs. So we're gonna just you know, we might have the same guy. We might be that good. We might be that synced Jay that we might have the same guy. So we're gonna do a coin flip to determine who gets who gets to go first. Because I personally think there is a there is one blaring obvious one. Like I had a bunch of them, but there was one guy that kept sticking out to me. So um and just in case we have the same guy coin toss, I'll let you decide heads or tails. I don't need to i sorry for the folks that are listening via podcast and not on YouTube right now. Uh, I did a couple practice flips beforehand, so you should be able to identify that I am flipping the coin and it is landing on whatever you call if unless it lands yeah, on we'll, the opposite. We'll see how this
1: goes. We know, like, we'll see so, how this goes. A couple goes. practice flips. one went well, one, went, one didn't go well. Um, I'm going to call Tails. going to call Tails, okay. Oh,
0: can you see it? Oh, it was a heads. I swear it uh, was a heads, Jay. I don't, I don't <laughs>
1: believe you, but okay, that's fine. No, no, that's
0: fine.
1: <laughs> I swear it was a heads.
0: Can <laughs> we do it again? I'll do it one more time. No, no, you go first. Okay. All right, I'll go first. All right. Um, man, my guy's, my guy's so obvious to me. I, I, I think he's a really good player. I think he's given the Blue Jackets really good seasons beforehand. He's a, a player that plays with tons of emotion and you almost feel bad kind of pinning the blame on him sometimes because he wears his heart on his sleeve, and and you know he's not accepting of how bad he can play from time to time. But also he does play probably the hardest position on the ice, and that is goaltender, and that is Elvis Lincoln's. He is my X factor going into this year. It's, it's kind of an easy one for me just because of the position, and, and when you think about it, It's and I got football in my mind, so just bear with me here. But it's this, it's very similar to football, Jay. Every NFL team is constantly trying to find their next quarterback, their next face of the franchise. It's because that player's in the play every play, The, the ball touches his hands before it goes anywhere else. It's the very same thing with a goalie. He's the last person that, uh, you know, he faces the puck 20 to 40 times a game, and uh, a lot of the times he's the last person to stop it before it goes in the net. So he is. Obviously a huge role. I don't need to explain what a goalie does. But Elvis really is, in my eyes, the rudder that steers the ship for the CBJ this upcoming year. And how he does will completely change the season. Well, it will completely impact the season, Season, I, sh- I should say. And, and you've said it a million times. If we just get league average, league average goaltending out of Elvis, the Blue Jackets will be in a better spot. I actually have some some numbers. I, I was curious where did Elvis stand last year in the goals against average, uh, the goals against category. There was 107 goaltenders that played in the NHL last year. Elvis was 103rd in goals against average, 4.23. That that was much worse than I thought it was. Just even I thought I knew it was in the threes. I knew it definitely wasn't in the twos. I, I didn't realize it was 4.23, and I also didn't realize it was, you know, five players away from the bottom, which he wasn't even the worst on the team. John Gillies actually was, you know, 4.5 or whatever. So, um, Tarasov, who was maybe, I don't want to, I don't, he might be your next guy. I don't know who your next guy is. I'll actually get to you in a second. Sorry. But Tarasov was 3.91. So it's not like he was much better either, but Elvis is the starter of this team. Elvis is the face of the franchise he goes wherever he goes is where the team's going to go. So he is my X factor going into this year. I will let you give yours and then we'll go at it.
1: Cool. I did not have all this as mine. He was a guy that I considered. Um, I am picking a guy who hasn't been around for a long time, but feels to me like he's going to be a guy that has an increased role this season. He is going to, improve on last season and he's he could be a very very big part of this Blue Jackets offense um I'm going Kent Johnson for my for my choice um especially because I was like okay do I pick Zach Wierenski, who obviously is going to be a big part of this team do I pick Johnny Gaudreau for the same reasons do I pick Patrick line and I thought about all of those and I was like no I don't think I do I think you expect big seasons out of those three um and I expect big things out of Kent Johnson, but if they get a step forward from what they had 40 points last season, um, which I believe is like five off the rookie record for the Blue Jackets, um, if they get an even better Kent Johnson than they did this year, which I think they will, um, because he's a year older, he's bigger, he's stronger, um, he's used to the NHL now, I don't think we're going to see the same kind of slump that we saw with Cole Sillinger if they get the Ken Johnson from last year but a little bit better he could be challenging for the team lead in points and you don't you don't win with stars you win with the guys immediately behind the stars and that to me feels like exactly where Ken Johnson is going to end up
0: yeah he's a star in his own right he's definitely a star in his own right and i feel like both of our players they just they kind of are, in a way, the heartbeat of the team in the sense where when they have a big play, they have a big emotional reaction. And sometimes I feel like that it it goes without saying, but that juices up the team. It juices up the fans. Kent Johnson is so fun to watch. He is so fun to watch. He, he just has all these little tiny skill moves that show up out of nowhere. And you're like, I've never seen a, a Blue Jacket player do something that cool ever. Like, I've never seen that. And uh, it's just – he thrives off how am I going to make sure my game looks completely different than everybody else's. And it's just by – with those little tiny skill moves in between those small areas of the ice where you're like, I I didn't think that a player would attempt to go between the legs right there in front of the crease like that. Like, I would have never thought that. I I would never even have thought to do that with a player – as Connor McDavid in the game NHL, like on my PlayStation. I would have never thought to do that, Ken Johnson. You're just doing that in an NHL hockey game. Um, he's so exciting to watch, and he's so just cool. Like, he's just such a cool guy. You know, you've actually talked to him. He was so cool. You interviewed him, and you were like, I can't even air this because it's just too cool. <laughs> he's just like, he can be, he is absolutely unbothered out there, which to me is really exciting because he's going to take some bumps and bruises. Like those those players that like to show off skill, they get hit. They get hit. They just do. They, it, it makes these big, angry defensemen mad. And you know what? Ken Johnson doesn't care. He knows that's coming. He knows that's part of the game. What he's focused on is how is he going to get his next goal. All right. Um, I'll let you save your thoughts for when we actually – Lay out more reasons why we think our X Factor is our X Factor in just a second. First, I want to tell you guys about America's number one sports book that is FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, guys. It's obviously on my mind already. I already mentioned it once the show. FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get a bonus bet every time that team wins in the regular season so if you pick you know a good team like the Cincinnati Bengals then you'll probably get paid out a lot on that because not only do they have a good chance at winning the Super Bowl this year, but they're going to win a whole lot of games along the way. So just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory they get. You can also use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com and start earning those bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com. Take some time to visit FanDuel and include Moneyline's props around your team. That's just It's a great time, guys. Football season's coming up again. The Bengals and Browns both expected to have good teams, so you can get your sports betting done there. All right, welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. We're doing our X Factor episode. Jay, did you, so... Why don't we start by maybe tearing down each other's picks? How about that? That could be kind of fun. Um, I picked Elvis. Is there any reasons why you don't think Elvis is the X factor on this team?
1: I mean, the bigger one for me is is this a team that needs elite goaltending to succeed? You know, or do they literally, like you said in your thing, do they need Elvis to be great or do they need him to be fine and Obviously, we don't know anything until the season starts, but this feels like a team that is going to be built to score goals. All they've got to do is outscore the opposition. Um, I would love, from a personal standpoint, Elvis to have an, ex- an excellent year. I would love for him to get back to that five shutouts in eight games stretch that he had in his rookie season that I feel like I bring up every time we talk about Elvis, but in my in my defense, it was rad. Um, I don't know if they need Elvis to be that good, or if, like we said, do we need league average goaltending from Elvis? Do we need Elvis to have a, literally a 900 save percentage? Um, and so I don't know. I think Elvis can be an X factor. I don't think he needs to be an X factor.
0: I see. I see that complete opposite. I feel like he needs to be good. I feel like 4.23 is is not good enough. Uh, he's not. I mean, Daniel Tarasov again, not much better. But the point is, is Daniel Terzov is supposed to be the backup in this situation. He's supposed to be the younger guy. He's not supposed to be the guy leading that category. And it was actually Corpusalo that led it last year. I don't know if he led it while he was in Columbus, but uh, at the end of the year, Corpusalo did have a better goals against average. Probably the Kings helped that way. But Elvis needs to play better than Daniel. He needs to be better than him. Um, and if not, then Daniel then then Daniel better be playing out of his mind because. Elvis is the he's the guy he's our he we're kind of stuck with him right now, so we got to make something happen with him, um and if he does play better, then then the team will start to win games. So uh I'll, I'll tear down your pick a little bit. I I think Ken Johnson is a great one because yeah he's not that top line. You think of Johnny Gaudreau, you think of Patrick Laine, you're probably even going to think of Adam Fantilli you might forget about Ken Johnson on the ice. And that is a very dangerous thing. However, um, I think the blue jackets can also, they need to be able to win those three to two games. They need to be able to win two to one and Ken Johnson's not going to have a goal in every single night. Heck, he might not even, you know, make an impact on the game. Every single, you might not even notice him from time to time, potentially. And the blue jackets could still win a game. So I, I kind of cheated when I took a goaltender because obviously goaltenders have such a huge impact. Ken Johnson honestly is a very hard it's a very it's very hard to imagine a season where Ken Johnson doesn't have an impact, you know, because he's just he's so abundantly talented, Jay. Like it's just like it just it pours out of him whenever he's on the ice. So it's just it's actually such a good pick. Maybe I'm talking to myself into you're an L. Here. Out of it. Like yeah. the
1: thing, the thing about me and Ken Johnson is like he was so good last season. And were there rookies out there that were better? Yes, but they also played on much better teams. Ken Johnson did what he did. I actually, about halfway through the season, I went in and looked like specifically at um point per sixty for each each of the rookies in like the top ten scoring. And Ken Johnson was scoring at about the same rate as guys like, as basically every other rookie in the top 10 but Matty Beneers, who was doing something, you know, unreal. And he was doing it with, I think he played, by that point, he was playing, like, I think he had 200 minutes less than the next guy. You know, he was just playing way fewer minutes, but he was scoring at the same rate. You know, what's he going to do this season with, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, consistent ice time, consistent line mates, and line mates that are hopefully healthy and good because there were a lot of times last season where Kent Johnson was playing fourth line center or playing third line wing or whatever, you know, and he's not a bottom six player. He's a player that needs to be in the top six. Um, You know, I actually spot, you know, to look behind the, the glass here. I actually considered Mike Babcock as an answer for the biggest X factor of the of the season, because we've seen how bad coaching can sink a team before. And I think goaltending is a really good option as well, because we've seen bad goaltending sink a team and we've seen really good goaltending lift a team up. But for me, I just the way the way I looked at it was I was like, right, who on this team defines the concept of X Factor? And that to me, that's that's Ken Johnson. He's I've said I've said it before, you know, he's box office. He is a box office player. And the Blue Jackets are gonna need him.
0: He, he, he is a box office player. All right, let's uh Let's wrap up the X Factor talk in our next segment, and maybe get into some other stuff that happened over the weekend involving the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's coming up in just a minute. Back here on Locked On Blue Jackets, we were talking about the X Factor in this twenty twenty two or twenty excuse me twenty twenty three twenty twenty four CVJ I'm season. Yeah, I forgot my I forgot what year it was. You know, we are just over sixty days away. I don't have it at the top of my head, but just over sixty days away from opening night. So getting very close, and this is just one of the topics that we do to pass the time. Um, and but as it gets closer, I think this gets a little bit easier to pick up to pick apart. And I feel like you and I, while there may be a winner here, are still both pretty dead. Dead on about who needs to either have a big season or who needs to step up this year. I mean, there's no question, Jay, that 4.23 goals oh, against average 100%. is not. Good I'm not enough. saying
1: that El- I'm not saying that we can win with Elvis being like the player that he was last year. I think everyone in the world knows Elvis needs to be better. But like, kind of the fun thing about doing this exercise, I say fun. The fun thing about doing this exercise and looking at last season is I'm looking at every single player and I'm like, well, you need to have a better season this year. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, Even I'm looking at guys like Johnny Gaudreau, and I'm like, you could do better, you know? And I've said, what's the, the Blue Jackets record in, for points in a single season? I want to say is, what, 87? Yeah, I was 80, wrong 80, the other 87? day. It's whatever Panarin set in his second season with the Blue Jackets. Johnny Gaudreau should be beating that. Yes. That's, that's, that's what I want from Johnny Gaudreau, you know? So he needs uh, probably 10 points more than he had last season at a minimum. And so it's not like there's anyone on this team that you can't look at and be like, well – he should be better or he doesn't need to be better Why, what i want is i want exactly the same that he was last season but this season because even like i said guys like kent johnson who i think we both gave an a plus to in the in the season review um he could be better and he's going to be better you know so it's it's i say fun when it's not fun to look at your team and realize that every single person was bad last season but it gave us a lot of options because, like you said, Elvis needed to be better. Tarasov needed to be better. Gaudreau couldn't be better. Line can be better. Um, Wierenski, it's kind of hard to judge because he played 13 games and was on a really good streak before that. But, like, every single player on this team can be better than the version of them that we got last season. So there wasn't really a wrong answer here, I don't think. But I think it's it's interesting to look at Who's going to have the biggest jump in terms of their stats from uh, this year to last to this year to next?
0: Right. Yeah. And I actually I need to correct myself on something I said during the Metro crossover. I was talking about Johnny Goudreau being the team's MVP, and I was like, well, he had a, like a ninety-point season last year, didn't he? He actually only had seventy-four points, so he wasn't over a point a game, which was shocking to me because. I felt like he was on, you know, he was on Only part just, of every season. So he had
1: 74 points in 80 games, which is still pretty good. And I believe yeah. was like 20 points clear of the next person on the blue Jackets. So like he definitely had an MVP caliber season. But again, he could do better. And that's not me saying that he was bad he... last season, but that's just me knowing how good of a player he is.
0: I also think he is one of those players that straight up mailed it in, like in February. Like he was like, all right, I signed with this team, this team, like I'm only hurting them. If I score here, literally, I'm only hurting the team. If I score, because we need to get Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli and look what happened. So thank you, Johnny Gaudreau, for being under a point a game and not helping us get over that, uh, that number. But yeah, I think both these players, they need to get better. I just feel like I, I can picture right now, Jay, the Blue Jackets being, I don't know, 30 games in and being like something pretty good, like 20 and 10 or something to start Ooh. the year. And we're like, wow, this is really, really good. Uh, it's obviously not the full season, not even half the season, but this is a really good start. And I could see us being like, well, Johnny Gaudreau's doing himself. Patrick is doing his thing. Zach Rowensky's back. Kent Johnson's having a good year. Krill Marchenko, all these guys. But I feel like in order to get to that number, 20 and 10, in the first 30 games, Elvis needs to be putting up like a 3-1 or a 2-9 or something. like. And yeah. then I'll look and be like, that's the reason why they're playing better is because Elvis is – he's picked it up. Now, I guess at the end of the day, you – you feel like Elvis just had an off year and just needs to get back to himself. So you're not going to be surprised when Elvis comes out and plays that way. And I don't think anybody should, because we know he has it in him. Um, But yeah, I just feel like that. Yeah, that's the, thing, the thing about
1: Elvis is he has been, he has gotten worse every year. He's in the league. However, he was involved in massive emotional and psychological trauma in his first off season with the team, you know, and that that damages a person, you know. Not damages, but you know that that hurts a person. And it feels unfair almost to like link that with his play, but he clearly was not in a very good place for a long time after um, Matthias Kavalek's passed away. So I think, honestly, the further away we get from that, I think he's going to improve. I think also new goaltending coach. Is going to help. Um, I think part of the problem was that he was friends with Manny Legacy and not his student, which is not the right, which is not the word I want. But his, yeah, student, I guess. If if you are a coach, if you coach someone, they are your student. But um, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with Elvis. Is that you can? There is a very good goalie in there somewhere. We just have to figure out if he can find that person again. Because they're there. And if, he, yeah, like you said, if he comes out and is like Vezna good this season, I'm not going to be surprised necessarily. I might be a little bit surprised. But I think it's it's so tough to predict goalies. Because sometimes goalies just decide that they're going to win games and sometimes goalies just fall apart. And there's very little that anyone can do either way. Because it's such a mental position.
0: Yeah, and I, I I've, I've honestly, I just stole your take that you've been having for the last few months here, which is like we just need league average goaltending. League out aver- of them. That's
1: what I'm asking for. I would like league average goaltending,
0: which would be like what, days. maybe 50th best goals against average. That was Craig Anderson with Buffalo this past year at 3.08. Is Elvis Merz-Lincolns better than Craig Anderson? I would like to think yes. I would like to think that. Even Elvis Merzling is on a bad game should be better than Craig Anderson. find
1: out what league average goaltending was. So league average goaltending last season was a 9.04 safe percentage and a 2.97 goals against average. That's what I want for
0: Elvis. We can get there, Elvis.
1: As I want a 9.04 safe percentage. I don't usually go much in for goals against average because it's kind of a wonky stat that is not entirely goalie-based, but a 9.04 safe percentage feels like it feels doable and it feels like it's not i don't need elvis to win win us games i do need him to be the reason that we're not losing if that makes sense
0: yes and we we do have our uh season reviews coming up for him too so mm-hmm. we'll have plenty more talk on goalies good job Jay. i for me picking the position I picked, you absolutely dummied me in that conversation. <laughs> so that's that's cheers. Listen, to I you don't know much, one. but I know goalies, um, my guy. You know goalies, yeah. And you didn't pick Elvis, so even someone who knows goalies didn't pick him. So um, all right, I, I do want to bring this up because this happened over the weekend, and I just think I had a thought on it or two. I know Jay probably has a thought on it or two, but you to know, kick a line in the blue jackets general manager. He had a quote that the Blue Jackets social media team actually put pretty much everywhere. I I definitely saw it on Twitter from the main account. But uh, Yarmo Kekalainen on the Blue Jackets this upcoming year said, quote, I have full confidence that we'll be a lot better going into next year with a new head coach. End quote. Very simple, very basic kind of. Let's get excited about the season. The Blue Jackets have a new coach, new era coming, which is true. The Blue Jackets are entering a new era of uh, CBJ hockey. But somebody, I can't remember who commented, but somebody was like, did, did Brad Larson key everyone's car on the way out? Like, gosh, like they're just like tossing him under the bus. We're going to be a lot better with a
1: new yeah, head coach. Been catching a lot of strays. Um,
0: and I feel bad because I've also said some things, but – just when you saw that did you what did you think like mean, that was unreal right
1: it's yeah so um hobo at hobo andy joe uh said did brad Larson key everyone's cars on his way out so <laughs> um it's so weird because i don't know the problem is it's so hard to quantify coaching in this league so hard yeah like, it's how so do you, how do you define a good coach you know it's you could probably name a good coach, but you don't really know like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's just me, but i always I always look at it as like if you show me a good coach, I'll show you a hot goalie. You know, I feel like goaltending is if you've got a good goalie, then you usually you'll be seen as a good coach. um, and that's kind of how how it works. Um it's it's so weird i I think I've seen this quote before actually. um. It does feel like you're catching straight um, for for Brad Larson. But I also don't know that it's going to be that new coach bump. I think there's a lot of things going on here that are like, you can't look at this and be like, well, Mike Babcock is going to be the reason they improve. I think he's going to be a factor. I don't think he's going to be the sole reason. Yeah, I completely agree. I think like you just hit it
0: there right off the bat when you started by saying it's so hard to quantify coaching. That's kind of what I was trying to say the other day when I was like, you know, you know when an NFL team is badly coached because of just the nature of the game, you know, when a baseball team is poorly managed because there's new lineups every day and you got to, you know, you're constantly changing pitchers in and out of the game. It is tough sometimes to tell who's coaching a good hockey team in the moment, because a lot of times they're, they're just a guy in a suit standing behind the bench that calls a couple timeouts and, you know, they do have a clipboard, but who the heck knows what they're drawing on that thing, if that's ever going to work out. And I do think Brad Larson, compared to Mike Babcock, is it like, yes, obviously Mike Babcock, who's coached, what, 18 years in the NHL? Yeah, he's going to be a little bit better of a coach than the guy that just finished his second season coaching an NHL team. I did not expect Brad Larson to coach a Stanley Cup winning team. And I don't even think he did – Like, a horrendous job. I think he got dealt a pretty difficult hand, Jay. And I think, when I look back at the Brad Larson era, to say something good about Brad Larson, I would say, he opened up this team's offensive game, whether we're giving him credit for it or not, but he is, at the end of the day, the black and white. We've got the torts hockey, which was just defensive, defensive, get back, forecheck hard, backcheck hard, versus the Play loose, play with your teammates. You know, try to skate to an open area of the ice, kind of hockey that I felt like. Whether we're giving credit for whether, the, whether we're giving him credit for it or not, Brad Larson was the guy standing behind the bench in an era where the Blue Jackets game was opened up offensively to a point where I'm really excited to see what happens when we get a little more structure. So I I think if the Blue Jackets in three to four years let's just say high hopes, raise a Stanley Cup banner in three to four years, I will look back and be like, we had the torts hard style hockey. We had Brad Larson open it up for a couple of years, and then we had it all come together with Mike Babcock. Brad Larson is still part of the picture for me. He still gets credit for doing some good things. It is, it is tough. Yes, I'm sure Brad Larson also – He's, he's a man enough to not care about things like this, and that's why I loved Brad Larson. That's why I thought he was such a good hire when the Blue Jackets hired him because I was like, yes, he is just a guy that's just been standing there watching John Tortorello cook. He's been taking all the good things about what Torts has done, and he's going to apply them, and he's going to do the opposite of some of the bad things Torts did, and I feel like – he can't be blamed for all the crappiness last year. I just can't blame him for all of it because I'm looking at the season reviews and I'm like, you know, the forwards could have played better. The defenseman definitely could have played better. And the goalies were just horrendous. So it was just two years. Um, I don't think Yarmo owes Brad Larson anything. At the end of the day, he gave Brad Larson a chance to coach in the NHL. Um, but yeah, I just saw that quote and I was like, Let's let's give Brad Larson a little bit of flowers here because he's getting slammed, including including by me many times already.
1: Yeah, we've been very mean to Brad Larson on this podcast. And like <laughs> yeah. I do think it is justified partially, but. He inherited a not great team and struggled. Is that is that fireable? Maybe not. But in this in this world, you have to win, you know.
0: You do. You have to win. And we are just about out of time. So uh, that's all we have for you guys today. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing a Stanislav Svozal and a Tim Burney joint season review. That should be fun. And then we'll get on our way to the goalies after that. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you for listening to Locked on Blue Jackets every single day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. My name is Hayden Hileshorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show on Twitter at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. You can also email us, LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.